Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Sunday edition of the Shotgun Start. Today is July 17th. Shane, how's it going? And a... Let's see if I can scream as loud as possible. Uh, for people that don't uh, get a chance to look behind the curtain of Shotgun Start, before we started, Andy said both, I need to remember how to do the intro, and also asked me the date. So, uh, locked in for this uh, this episode. Yeah, to, to be completely honest, I'm shaking off the cobwebs a little bit. We had, uh, we had our first uh, real babysitter night. Uh, nice. Went downtown, you know, blew off some steam, and... I've been I've been a little bit less than 100% today, but you know I forgot my athletics. I didn't have the athletics to pepper in last night, and uh, you know now. But it was a perfect day to have it. You just laid on the couch watching golf. So you started out slow, and then you're finishing strong, which I think leads kind of perfectly into the golf. Um, we saw two players start out very strong and then kind of limp home. And then there's one guy, Andy, one guy that didn't have it early but found a way to kind of get it in the house. And uh, so I ask you to – I got to ask you this just to start. Are we looking past Jordan Spieth on this leaderboard for a winner? Um, I was thinking about this. I think I think because of how the leaderboard separated – I think one of those guys, and, and this is like what we talked about with Tory was there weren't low scores really available at Tory. We've seen a lot of 65s out here. So I think 60, like you can say 65, 64 is on the board. So just let's just say, like, I don't think there's 62 out there necessarily, but 60, let's just say 64 is, is available, right? That would get the sevens to um, 13 under. I don't think that's good enough, right? Nope, I agree with you. So I think the eights at 14 have a shot. I think that's as far as you can go, and I'm not I'm not taking either of those guys. No offense to Corey Connors and, and Scotty, Scotty S., but I, uh, I was thinking about, I knew you guys always go how far back is too far back, and I knew we were going to do it. I just wanted to tackle it early because to me – it's this is three guys and you know it's unfortunate with that little miss on the last for speed yeah. by the way shout out to mr brennan porath who basically called the miss on shotgun start last night because he he just kind of mentioned it admit you know the reaction and all that stuff but it was so true i mean i remember you know when he made that putt on friday just the look on his face it almost surprised him and I thought Zinger did an unbelievable job of kind of breaking it down when they showed the replay about you think about it, you do the reaction, and then you miss it on the other side. Yeah. Uh, that's just – it's such a golfer thing to have happen. You, uh, you're, you've played tournament golf a little bit. I think the hardest putt to make is the last one. It's just – it's no matter how far it is, it, you, that – you know, with Zinger, all the nerves thing, that that's the putt with the most nerves. And it doesn't matter if it's a foot or six. Like, it's almost better when it's 10 feet. 
So when when I when I would caddy, I caddy you know for five or six LPGA at five or six LPGA events, and I always tell people that the easiest caddy day for the professional caddies is the final round because there's nothing left to do. You're not stepping off hole locations for the next day. You, you know, all of your focus is what's happening in the moment. And for the first three rounds, that's not the case. The caddies are looking around, making sure numbers are right in their books, getting ready for the next round, getting ready for tomorrow's hole locations because they're dotted. It's interesting you bring that up because I'm with you. I've always felt the last putt's the hardest, and it's because there's nothing left to think about. This is ah, the only shot that matters, right? The last putt's the last shot that matters. It's the only chance you have. If you have a miss or a make, right, there's no other place to make it up. You've got to sleep on the good. You've got to sleep on the bad headed into the final round. So when you think about it, the mental approach, like Jordan Spieth to me is, is such an un, and it's such a bummer that he finished so poorly because to me, you know, Spieth is the best since Tiger at looking at a golf course for 18 holes and knowing when he wants to be aggressive, when he wants to lay back, what hole locations are kind of green flags, what are yellow flags, what are red flags. Even that shot, like the second shot at a 14, it was just such a smart golf shot on that par five. He puts it exactly where you need to put it from that distance. And I just, when he hit it there and it, it stopped there, I kind of stood up off my couch. I'm like, that's Jordan Spieth golf yeah. right there. That's why Jordan Spieth is so unbelievable. And for him to kind of always be going through that mental practice of rounds, it's interesting that we have seen him miss some of those short putts in late moments. I mean, I was thinking about 2015, Andy, about, you know, we, we all remember the long putt he made on 16, and I call it, to me, the, the greatest putt I have ever seen live in my life because it, it kept him... It kept him having a realistic chance at the Grand Slam, right? Yeah. He had to make the birdie at 16 at St. Andrews, and then he misses, and I, I went and watched it before we started. It was probably six or seven feet he missed on 17 for par, but you know he, he has missed these shorties before, and we know that. We know that's the one part of the Jordan Speed putting that gets loose. That is as short a one as yeah. I can remember, though. I mean, that was a couple feet. That... It- We've all been there. Like the way Azinger called it, you're right. Like you start thinking about the left miss and you and you push it right, or you start thinking about the right miss and you pull it left. Like that's just like the natural thing. Like you never miss if you're thinking about missing, you never miss it the way you're thinking about missing it. Right. You never pull it right when you're thinking about pulling it right. You're so you're so spot. I will on. add a caveat though. You do <laughs> miss it worlds right or for you, worlds left if it's that left to right or right to left slider, depending if you're a righty or a lefty. If I if I'm that that left to right slider, I can miss that a world right and be thinking about missing it a world right. <laughs> the short when you short stroke miss it low and you go, well, that was just a like, why do I even read the putts at this point? Just go up there and hit them. Um, what were your big takeaways? What were kind of takeaways from the day? Hey, well, first off, we got to mention Brendan is not here. Brendan is uh, he was out at the U.S. Uh, junior uh, girls junior final all day. I texted him. Uh, I'm like, you you probably want me to get a sub and and Shane could step in so thank you Shane for stepping in of course uh big takeaways outside of something that you touched on uh you know how about Corey Connors and and Scotty Scheffler at at minus eight they both have you know the same first and last initial do you think that could be playing into their success 
Interesting. I, I like that deep dive into it. I'm going down the uh, I'm going down the leaderboard. I, I had something I was going to bring up to you at one point that I knew you'd appreciate. Uh, is it? Don't you feel like uh, the outfit today is specifically? But don't you feel like Marcel Seam would make sense to be a UPS ambassador? Yeah. Doesn't he just kind of feel like he fits the oh, mold? Yeah. Well, he's never. You you probably will never see him play on the uh, the PGA Tour. So <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's the reason like the, he's so perfect the, for this. The embargo might not apply to him, so he could he could. <laughs> Do it, you know, knowing, hey, I'm not, I'm not going to be, but if he keeps playing well, he might get that. I guess it doesn't matter because of the majors, you probably could wear UPS to any major, right? It, it would be a question if he got into the players and then he couldn't go play the players because of his <laughs> UPS endorsement. But yes, that was a good one. Real serious note. Um, I love, I you know, the golf course, we haven't gotten the wind. We haven't gotten Lynx conditions. It was a little soft at the beginning of the week, but I think the golf course, as John, John Rahm alluded to, in a great post-presser, he's becoming, he's quickly ascending up the rankings. Like The best, maybe the maybe best. Maybe the best, yes. And he talked about how, how difficult the golf course is getting, how firm it got, and then the pins today, which I thought... I thought it was really fun how yesterday the course was super gettable. You had a lot of bully pins, and then today they kind of flipped the switch, and you know that we had a lot of guys that were kind of in the mix if they had a good round today. And and what we saw was like, and it kind of played out with like the way the leaderboard was, but it played out where like the guys that played one bad round early in the week, one of the two first rounds, kind of all went away, right? Like you had like Kepka. Um, and DJ who were kind of, you know, DJ played good, two good rounds, but he wasn't like, he was really great yesterday. He wasn't, you know, earth shattering the day before. And sure enough, he fades away. Same thing with Brooks. Um, I think, um, yeah, that, that my big takeaway would be just how the golf course continues to kind of separate the board. And I think it's identified the three guys that are clearly playing the best golf between Spieth, Morikawa and Louie through 54 holes. You know, for me, it was just another sign of the best current major championship golfer having another great week in a major championship. And of course, I'm talking about Kevin Strillman. Uh, another great. I was diving <laughs> into. It. Have you have you seen what he's done in these majors as of late? And by the way, do not go look at his early he, career record in majors. He didn't have a top twenty-five. He didn't have a top twenty-five before Kiowa, and now. It looks like he's going to have three straight like top tens. I well, I think he. I, I think you're wrong there. Real quick, I think he had a T13 at one point early in his career at a major. But other than that, not great. I think it, it was, was not. It was. I think it was 25 appearances without a top ten. Maybe is what it was. That's it was no top tens. But I think he finished tie 13th at one point because I was seeing if he'd ever even shot a, a decent round in a major championship. And there was just this random 65. Yeah, he finished at a tie for 13th at the 2016. U.S. Open, but outside of that, it's just a whole bunch of cuts, and now you're getting uh, a top 10 at the PGA, tie for 15th at the U.S. Open, in it again. I have absolutely no idea what flipped for Kevin Streelman, but the guy seems to be extremely comfortable in major championships. But no, I mean, I think my big takeaway is the finishes and, and just what that means for tomorrow. So Louie had it rolling on the front and then just stumbles on the back and had a chance to really you know, kind of extend this lead to that you really can't lose it area of 3-4, yeah. and he just couldn't do it. 
Morikawa, the one guy, and, and Spieth as well. Spieth struggled kind of closing. He, he's played so good on the front this week, Andy. 32 on Thursday, 33 on the front on Friday, 32 today. And then he just struggled on that back nine. And he, of course, had a chance to do something as well. For Morikawa, he's, one of, he's the only guy of those three that turned it on late. And so for me, looking ahead, I think that's my pick. Because when the pressure got you know, ratcheted up, Colin Morikawa seemed like the guy that looked the most comfortable there. Yeah, it seemed like he was a little uncomfortable in the beginning of the round, which is understandable. Like, I think that's that final group, like, um, you know, major. Like, it just took him a little while to get acclimated, and that should suit him well tomorrow because, like, I think, he, you know, it, he kind of got that out of his system today. Um, something that you, you alluded to, tonight's game five of the finals that I've never really thought of a parallel between the basketball and uh, and golf this way but like the idea of like the way teams close out quarters and how important it is in the playoffs and that's kind of how with with these major championships I feel like it's just the way these guys close out their rounds it's just because it it bleeds into the next one and and it just like three shots all of a sudden becomes like a big deal versus the two with Spieth like or I mean even you kind of have to look at it and be like god 17 14 and uh and 18 those like the not getting up and down on 14 just it's just like those are three shots three valuable shots there but let you know you're not going to get all of them but even if you got one right just because then all of a sudden if louis shoots 68 it's just so hard for for speeth to beat that right he's gonna have to shoot 64 65 I mean, if you go back to that 2015 Masters when Spieth won and he got, he had that, you know, remember he made double on 17, he was kind of cruising, and then that unbelievable up and down on 18. Remember when he hit it over the green and he hit that like super nippy little flip shot to a few feet and made that par? And I just remember it kind of being one of those moments, right, for, for Spieth, where you, I think he even mentioned in his in his press conference after he said, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have been able to take on that shot a year ago when he was battling with Bubba. Remember in 14 yeah. when he was going back and he goes, I don't know if I would have had the confidence to take that shot on. And you kind of look at that Jordan Spieth. And, and, you know, I mean, obviously he's a different golfer now, but that's been the difference this year is Jordan Spieth's been great. But he hasn't been great at finishing. He's finished one time, and everything else has been super loose. Andy, he shot one round on in the final round this year in 2021. One round on Sunday in the 60s. That's it. His final round scoring, round one, he's 45th on tour. Round two, he's 55th on tour. Round three, he's ninth on tour. Round four, he's 142nd. That's that final step, in my opinion, for Jordan Spieth is that ability to finish, that ability to close, the confidence to, to get comfortable when it's when it's all concluding. And that was just, you know, it was kind of loose. I mean, it was a really loose bogey on 17. And, and of course, he misses that short in 18. Can I tell you, it, and this is not meant to be a dig, I felt like it was kind of Rory McIlroy bogeys. Yes. That's what those felt like. Oh, well, th- and that's, I was I was thinking about this because I think when, when, uh, when Rory finished... Early in the telecast, Harmon made a birdie, and they were like, Harmon now ties McElroy for most birdies in the tournament. And obviously, Rory had played his round, but he's made a ton of birdies. Like, And this is the thing that's frustrating, and I don't want to really talk about this with Rory, but then I was watching Spieth, and the par saves he made on like 12 and 13 
were just those were just like quintessential Spieth major saves where he just right. keeps that train going. And that, but what you just hit on, like Rory makes these little casual bogeys, like and and that's the thing that's so frustrating. And I think why we always like why I'm talking about Rory right now is like it's he's play, he's making enough birdies to win majors. Right. It's just it's just the it's the extra, to your point. It's the it's it. You know, it, remember when Tiger? Remember when the players used to say about Tiger that the worst part of Tiger's game was the easy chip shots. Mm-hmm. It was just the just short of the green, fifty six degree. You know, whole locations kind of in the middle. You just kind of pitch it up there. You know, guys are thinking about making it, and they always said those were the hardest pitch shots for Tiger. I, Rory does that so much where. It's not a super hard shot, and it's not a super easy shot, but he hits it to seven feet, and then he misses it. And for speed today, of course, he makes a humongous mental mistake on 17. Yeah. And can I tell you this? I wrote this on Twitter. I don't know if you remember this. Do you remember in 09 at the U.S. Open at Bethpage when they had the tees up? Because remember how bad the weather yeah. was that week? Yeah. They had the tees up on 18, and everybody was everybody needed birdie. Everybody needed birdie. Everybody was hitting driver. The whole location was up front, yeah. and nobody could wedge it close. Everybody was hitting it to 30 feet. Yeah. And I kept thinking about that on 17. Everybody's hitting driver today on 17. Everybody was, what, 55 yards out, right by that crosswalk, and the whole location's right over the false front. And they were struggling so hard to get the ball close because it was just such a, a hard little field shot. And it reminded me of that 09 Beth page on Sunday. And then Morikawa laid back to the Lays fl- back. Yeah. The only one that does it. I one thing uh, about seventeen, you you've hit on the speed shot on seventeen. I, him and Fratelli, so, uh, those shots into the green, like were just like, I thought exactly why I love Lynx golf, because it was like the golf ball rolling on the ground towards the target with an undetermined fate. And it, it, I mean, it was it, so it, cool. It, it, like, you weren't sure whether either of them were going to get there. They both looked like they had a really good chance to get close. And then they just uh, they just didn't have quite enough. And, and it re- makes you realize how small those margins are. Um, because Rory, Rory was early in the day. I, it was just a shot. I didn't catch all the shots early in the day. But one of the shots I saw was Rory was close. He hit a shot into 17, like a little half wedge. Caught the back slope of that, of that front. And it shot to the back edge of the green. And it's just like that Morikawa, and this is the thing. It's like there is no single strategy, right? It's it's like, you know, analytics might say hit it as close as you can. But when the when the conditions are so firm, that's not a shot that's easy. It's, we, listen, we can praise Lynx Golf. And you've praised Lynx Golf on this podcast. I've praised Lynx Golf on Golf Today and, and Live From. I mean, it's my favorite type of golf. It's just the most fun golf to play and it's the most fun golf to watch but I mean you're so right is there's 50 different ways to hit so many shots and you see the best players in the world pick the wrong shot sometimes Mm -hmm. and again when you watch typical parkland golf when they pick the wrong shot it's 20 feet right or it's in a pretty manageable spot or it's in a greenside bunker of course pros make bogeys but just the the fact that you could hit a perfect drive on a par four that in theory is almost reachable even at 400 yards, right? 17. You could hit a perfect tee shot and be in a bad spot. That is the difference because you didn't make the right choice to start the hole. Mm-hmm. And that to me is such a difference in what you see on a, on a typical on a typical week. There's, like a, de- there's a delayed penalty. 
Correct. It's in in it it's amplified and when you make the wrong decision and you're out of position it's amplified because of the firmness and the speed of the of the turf it, uh, surrounds. You know not you know the greens are slower obviously, but because of that firmness and the bounce that you get and especially the way it's been, it's playing. I'm excited. It looks like it's just going to keep firming up for tomorrow. It should be even crispier. But like I think that's why you see who we see at the top of the leaderboard. You know the the. I mean they they are, it's protecting against distance, right? Like bomb and gouge is not the recipe for for playing Royal St George's. It wasn't the recipe for playing Carnoustie a few years ago. I think, you know, it wasn't really the recipe at Portrush either. And it's because of the, the firm condition and, and especially here, the green slopes. Like I, those false fronts are, are fierce in some spots. And then, you know, they just have a lot of really interesting pin positions because the greens are a little bit slower. What was your shot of the day? Both good and bad. Oh. Um, or one that comes to mind that was really impressive or, you know, somebody pulled off something that they were trying, you know, little feely I, I, shot here and there. I think it was uh, Louis's shot on 16. Um, the tee shot? Yeah. I, yeah. He came off of probably the worst swing he's made the whole week uh, on 15. It seemed like he kind of was starting to leak some oil. He made that great par save on, on, on 15. But then 16 to get that ball back. That pin, like, I don't think people appreciate, like, getting it, it's a short shot, but it's impossible to get yourself to hit it back at that pin because you got the bunker behind, and you know if you're back there, you're making bogey. And to be able to, like, that that tells me that somebody's very, very comfortable in the situation that they were in, right? Because he hit, he executed the shot, he didn't come, it's so easy to hit that shot 10 yards short. And he, he got it all the way back there, and then he makes the putt. And I feel like that was a huge momentum driver. Um, worst shot? Uh, I mean, I I think the 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 answer for everybody on this is the putt on eighteen. Yeah. I mean that. I mean it just it didn't touch the hole, dude. I mean that didn't even touch the hole. I mean that that was two feet, right? What's your shot of the day? So I've decided that my favorite golf shot. And my favorite shot every day, every time I see it, is any any three-wood Louie hits on a par five. Anytime Louie has three-wood into a par five, I have said Rory and JT are the best three-wood players in the world. I think Louie deserves a spot. i got to tell you a story. Remember so, the Masters? Oh. That's the one that I immediately think of when you say Louie three-wood. So, so I was, so when I, when I was working for Fox, uh, Faxon introduced one season, he introduced this game called Mulligan Recall. And I think I've told you about it, but you basically get, get a recall every round and, and, and you get to use a mulligan every round and you're playing two on two. So we're playing Saturday of the U.S. Amateur. Uh, I think this might have been the, the, the women's amateur down in San Diego, San Diego Country Club. And, you know, coverage is early and then late. You get the afternoon off. It's the time to make up if there's a weather issue. Of course, not a lot of weather issues in San Diego. So we go to play golf. And um, Faxon makes a hole in one on nine. Mm-hmm. And we recall it. Okay. okay? So then he hits it to a couple of feet and still makes birdie and still wins the hole. So fast forward later that year, I'm working the President's Cup. And Faxon was telling me that Louie had introduced Mulligan Recall in a game they played a few months prior. So I went up to the putting green, and Louie was putting. And I, I said, hey, Louie, and start talking to him. I tell him about the hole-in-one facts and mulligan recall story. So Louie's listening, and, and he's smiling, and he goes, I, I got one for you. So when he made the, the double eagle albatross at, at Augusta, right, he said a few weeks later he's playing with some friends back home, and it's a blind second into par five, and he hits three wood. It's like this rope hook three wood. And... Um, 
it says it's right at it, and his buddy's like, recall, you know, recall, whatever, and recalls it, and they can't see where it is. So he recalls that he says he hits another three would kind of add it maybe a little left to target and get up there and the first one was in for double eagles. Oh. So he basically he basically made two double eagles in like a month with what I mean, did he, what did he hit? What did he hit three wood in Augusta? Was I think that it was that? a three wood or maybe it was an iron? I can't. I think it was a three wood though. I'm fairly certain it was a three wood. So anyway, it was just it was like within. He said it was basically within a month. He'd he'd made and again like. To hit the green, that's what I just think is so freaking impressive about these shots. To hit the green with the three wood on a par five is such an unbelievable shot. And I feel like every fairway wood he hits is on the green. Now, some are eight feet, some are 12 feet, but I just feel like he never misses the green with those fairway that woods. That one he hit on seven today was like, you know, you got the kind of walk after it. He gets the pimp step, the Louis pimp step. Yeah, I, I, that was another observation I just had. Like how how the three guys at the top so play just like to their personalities like i love that point you made on twitter so it's like you know everybody always like looks at there's this thing with golf with envy like you look at other people's games and you want to be them but like what the very best players are is they just their games like kind of embody them you know and louis is just kind of stoic and from everything i hear about him he's just the same exact ways on the golf course he is off the golf course Speaks like neurotic on the golf course, and I'm sure off the golf course he's a little neurotic. You know? Right, it's probably got similar characteristics, <laughs> yeah. and and I think Morikawa is exactly like he is. Yeah. Right, I mean, he just I, seems like such a nice, like low key dude. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's just interesting because like you know, it's like when you're trying to be somebody else, like you're never going to be as good as the person because you're copying. Like the authenticity is always going to win out. And I think these three golfers are just so authentic to their games and their style. And I think it it, it, shi- it, sh- it shines when there's more and more variables in the condition. And you just have to be like, you know, you have to deal with bad bounces out here. You have to deal with bad breaks. Like, and I think that's... Uh, I, I'm really excited for tomorrow. I think it's going to be – it's a great – it's it's kind of got a little bit – I a little bit of the troon feel, but there's three guys at the top that I think are, are the clear, which should lead to, like, a really, really great Sunday. Can you remember the last time there were, you know, three guys or two guys around the lead like this that were as likable universally as these three are? Because there's not many – sport or golf fans that have a lot of negative things to say about Louis Ustase and Colin Morikawa and Jordan Spieth. Yeah, I don't, I can't, I can't really think of any. I mean, it, it's, I think like, yeah, I don't, I, I can't remember anything. Like this is, a, you know, I think this is 2021. That's probably a good quote just for my, my. I was going to say, that's, that's what I was going to say. I can't, I can't remember anything. Okay. Well, that's perfect. I, yeah. Like I think with, the gentleman card gets played out a lot with golf, and in 2021, in a way, has has revealed some a little bit of you know underbellies of of some players in recent years really have, and, and you know there's some players that are more likable than others, and like it's really hard like you know to to I couldn't imagine being able to find something to root against Louis Tazen about outside of just having money on one of the other two guys. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. I mean, if you're a humongous Texas guy, maybe you're you want him to crash and burn. But the other potential here, and, and this is a very important thing I wanted to bring up, and I'm also going to bring this up depending on what happens on Monday or on Sunday for Monday's show on on Golf Channel. But we are we potentially 
could have as good a major winning season as I can remember. I mean, when's the last time it was this good? Hideki at Augusta, Phil makes history, Rom wins one at the U.S. Open, and then you could have either, I mean, Spieth does it. Tiger in 2000, because he (laughs) won three of them. Well, I mean, I mean, and VJ won the other. I mean, that's pretty good. I mean, that's a pretty good one. I mean, in 01, you had Duvall, Retief, David Toms, and Tiger Woods. Now it looks pretty good. Probably the Toms one didn't feel as impactful at the time. But I'm just kind of going through these. I mean, you know, 06, you had Tiger, Tiger, Phil, and Ogilvy, which is pretty good. But just for four different winners to be this amazing, I think you've got to go back to basically 2012. Ernie. Uh, wins the Open, Webb Simpson wins the U.S. Open, Rory and Bubba Watson's a pretty good, uh, a pretty good pack of four players. But I still don't think it's as good as yeah, this. This is, this is a great one, especially you know if you get uh, with Hideki and Japan, and and I think with Louis, like there's a global aspect of this one too. Absolutely, I think that's the other thing. If you got Louis, and it, it just like ties together the the global, and you'd have Rom, obviously, you'd have you know you have four continent winners. Which is pretty. That, look at you. That's pretty good, actually. That's very. That's as good. That's as good as you can do in terms of an internet. Talk, grow the game. Hashtag. Let's do it. It's, that that poll came right after I said I don't know anything. That's right. You don't know anything, and also four <laughs> continents could win major championships if Louis wins. Uh, who wins it tomorrow, dude? Oh, I say uh, I'm going with Louis. I just I think he's played solid. You're going to take Morikawa based off of your earlier earlier discussion, yeah. I assume. I. I I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Colin. I, I again, Spieth struggles on Sunday. Well, you know, I know it, it's it's a little different and it's a major and he's got a chase, but I think this is I, just, I think with Spieth, like this is the first time he's been really in the major fire, right? Since his whole thing, and remember, it took him a few times in the uh, it, it, this year when he he would get in the contention and he'd kind of stumble, and yep. I think like that's something that is like. Might have happened on the back the back nine today. Like that might have been that just that. Like where he just was a little uncomfortable. And it, it, that's kind of was my point is that closing. Yeah. You know, like when you're when you're trying to close out stuff, and and again, like you're just to your point, you're just not there. And and you know, you think about Phoenix, and he's right there, but. It was basically the first time in however many months that he'd been close to contention. He shoots 72. Pebble Beach, he's in contention on the weekend. He shoots 71-70. Doesn't play great on the weekend at Riv. Shoots 75 on Sunday at Bay Hill. Shoots 75 on Sunday at the Players. And then he shoots 66. The one great round he had on Sunday was when he won the the Valero Texas Open. And then, you know, 74 at the PGA on Sunday, 73 at the Charles Schwab Challenge with a chance to win. 73 on Sunday at the Memorial, 72 on Sunday at the U.S. Open. It's just, you know, it's just hadn't quite been there yet. But for... I, you know, we're we're nearing. This is going to be like the Ricky Major season if Louis doesn't win this oh. because it, it's you you almost feel like he needs it, right? You feel like he needs to win this. Just it it almost pays off what he's done this season. Did you see the John Ezekwitz, uh tweet? I did not. Okay, so Louis Ustazen is trying to join. This is John Ezekwitz. Uh Louis Sazen is trying to join the following list of players to finish T2 or better in three majors in a year since 2000. Uh, ready? Brooks Kepka, tw- yeah. 2019. Jordan Spieth, okay. 2015. Ernie, 2000. Tiger did it four times. <laughs> <laughs> well, you throw. He doesn't count. He yeah. doesn't count on these things. You I gotta, wasn't sure whether gotta... to start with Tiger doing it four times, Ryan. <laughs> 
Can, can I give you Louis's position after in his last ten major rounds when he's finished? Yeah. Uh, T T one three T two T one T three. T one two one 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 in his last ten major championship rounds. Is that is that is that okay? Yeah, I, I mean, I keep saying that Louis like not the best putter on the PGA Tour, even though the stats say it. Because like I've watched Louis for so long, but really, I mean, that's the difference. That's what's happened this year is that he's having an unbelievable year putting. Putting is the most variable statistic. Like it has the least correlation year to year over year, and like. He's just making those 10-footers that you have to make to keep things rolling in major championships. That par save he made on 15 was out of this world good. I'm not sure he would have done it prior years. I'm right there with you. Okay, outside of Morikawa, Jordan Spieth, Louie, if you had to pick one name outside of that to to, to Ben Curtis this Open Championship, who's your pick? I mean, Fratelli. Man, he was he was he was crushing it early. <laughs> yeah, he's played he played so good on the front. Uh, it just was like so easy for him. And then he makes the turn, and you're like, oh, those yellow those leaderboards are yellow. Oh, this is serious. And then he started to make bogeys. Uh, I mean, if he doesn't make birdie on 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 the last, I mean, it's a complete wash of a round. But I uh, uh, I, I love I've embraced Fratelli. I'm part of the the Fratelli Frugalites. I'm uh, I'm here for it. I, I loved what I loved the comment. I can't remember who made the comment on the telecast that said something about the discipline that it takes for to keep your head down as long as Fratelli does. And it, and I just like started laughing out loud because I go, let me tell you about this man's discipline. You know, guy. <laughs> I, I I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Corey Connors as my uh, as my Ben so Curtis good. this year. He's so good. Hey, uh, and then and then we got to ask the question. You know, Rory is eleven back. So if he goes out in twenty eight, what if he goes? What does he need to go out in to to to, to tickle you? <laughs> well, I mean, this is the thing. He went out in thirty one this morning. <laughs> like all of a sudden, he's on the board. I just I, I can't believe like well I had that I had the Dick Bland bet with with Brendan and I saw it this morning I'm like oh you're getting you're getting smoked I, I did, well I took Rory oh you're you're crushing that's right and I'm like oh I don't have to worry about buying this hat and then I look again and I'm like what how is he only one under now I'm look I'm looking at some good they got some juicy tea times how about how about I, uh, I love the Fratelli Hughes uh, near. Near the end of the day, like who would have expected for Telly Hughes? Uh, that you've got you've got kind of the sneaky. They actually might be best friends on tour group of Max and JT mm-hmm. at ten forty five, which will be pretty fun to watch. Um, JT let's see who else you got today too. I, 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 JT missed a re- he went up there. He went up there and did the thing that I watched. I mean, you watched a ton of pro golf. I watched a ton of pro golf. Guys casually hit putts a lot, and I'm like, man, that looks long. That looks pretty long to casually yeah, hit it. Oh, can I can I tell time. you? Can I tell you a thing that has maybe been the? It might be the best thing I've heard all week long, and you said it, and it was your kicking rant. I, I I'm I will never use the term kicking again unless I could literally kick it well, in this is, because I'm with you. That's the thing. That's that's it drove me nuts, and then one night. I tried to kick putts in, so I determined, <laughs> like, you legitimately have to be, like, four inches from the hole to, like, have a, to for it to be a true kick in. Like, what, how, what were you using? Were you shoes? shoes no shoes. Well, you have to use shoes. 
I guess you're right, you're yeah, because you'd be wearing yeah. shoes on the golf course. You'd be wearing course. shoes, you know, it, and I use the front of the toe. <laughs> I, I don't, you, hey, you if, you had, if, if you had those. in the green if you go inside, I think. If you had if you squares. had those squares, you'd be you'd be maybe you know what maybe Faldo's the only guy that can say kick in still mm-hmm. because you might be able to kick it in from a little farther away, right? If you if you've got do you think you could square one in from two feet? I don't know. I mean, you could technically kick it in. Like I've kicked it in from two feet, but my make rate my make rate's like ten percent. You know, it's not a kick in. <laughs> We're we're grandfather we're grandfathering uh we're grandfathering him in though by the way we're grandfathering uh um Nick Faldo in for same kick because I because of the shoe sponsorship. Can I ask you a serious question? Yes. Were you surprised that Danny Van Tonder shot uh, seventy four today? I, I can I say absolutely I was. I thought I I mean dude have you looked at how he's played now I know it's not you know consistently on the European tour I know a lot of it's Sunshine Tour. <laughs> But when he gets up there in contention, he plays great, and he and he and he wins a lot. He's won five times in the last Look year. Look at you! You're just ready to go on Van. Danny oh, Van dude! Tyler. Hey, the, hey! I I was I was diving deep into his stats on live from the other day, and uh, he's won four times in six starts, like August and September of last year. He won a European Tour event for the first time in his career in early 2021. So I yes, I was surprised. I actually thought he might go out there and you know shoot. One or two under. I, I didn't see that coming from him. You know, the other thing that's super interesting to me is just these like major championship players, right? Like the and these are some guys that aren't aren't going to win this week, but like Cam Smith, T nine. Every time, if as long I think as long as it's not Kevin like your traditional U.S. Open setup, Cam Smith, like Augusta Open Championship, like if if you give him a little bit, like he's if you give him a little bit of an opportunity to use his imagination and it becomes more non-stock shot. He's, he's one of the best players in the world. Like we saw it at Royal Melbourne. He played great in that president's cup. Um, Mackenzie Hughes, like who knew the, the last two, like I kind of impressed by that, but then like Corey Connors, obviously because of just the pure ball striking, you know, it, it's, it travels everywhere, but, and, and then Scotty Scheffler, I think Scotty Scheffler is like, he's an, every time, throughout his entire life like I remember there was a knock on him when he was in college that it was like Scotty doesn't show up every week but like the thing I noticed was every time it's a big event you know who shows up Scotty Scheffler and Mackenzie Hughes good news just one tree on the entire golf course so um just avoid the oh, one God. tree and you'll be uh, you'll be good good to go on Sunday that's that's the nice that thing was the whole year uh, yeah that was a whole I was calling it just it took one huge hop and was straight up in there do you uh were you kind of loosely throwing this Lee Westwood hangs run even par thing out, and then now it actually continues to be true? No, he's even par right now. No, no, it came from it came from Wingfoot, where he made a remark. He made a remark about like he's like usually even par's great in the U.S. Open, like and here I am getting laughed, you know, at even par <laughs> at, at Wingfoot, and it, and it made me cl- it clicked in like, oh, he just like he thinks even par is a great score. You know, he's, he was one over going at 18 today, and he made birdie on 18 to get to even was, for the fi- to go to yeah, the final he was round. Pumped up about it too. I'm sure, yeah, right at even par, right there in a tie for 44th. Um, more disappointed by more, in your opinion, who are you more disappointed in, uh, Dustin Johnson with what he shot today or Kepka? 
Uh, I'm gonna kick this to you because I know I know you want want to talk about the ladder. Well, all I'm saying about Kepka is the Sunday struggles are seeping now into Saturday for the first time. Is over the last eight or nine majors, he's had a rough Sunday, and now you're seeing a rough Saturday. So he was. I was not surprised. Flat from the. Start. I was not surprised. Right off the bat, had no, absolutely nothing. It was very much, dude, on Sunday at the 2019 Open, he bogeyed his first four holes. Mm-hmm. Saturday in the Open, 2021, he bogeys three of his first five. It's, you know, you Sunday you at just the PGA, can't, 2020. Can't, just can't second worst score on the entire golf course, right? Mm-hmm. At the PGA. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I, listen, I've got a whole list, by the way. I've got a list and a folder or a, got a whole oh, folder. like a word. Kind of I've got a word. Vanilla folder. <laughs> you got, you got I'll a, cut out. A cut keep, file. Keep cutouts like my mom used to do about my golf tournaments where I'd finish 16th and she'd keep the cutout, you know, in like the ninth page of the Dallas Morning News. We always see, you know, you tweet about your your three TVs in your basement, which always makes me really jealous. I occasionally show it to Kaylee, like, look look at what Shane's got. You know, he's in sports, like... This is what I need, you know, and uh, and now I'm starting to realize that you never show the other side that's got all your files, you know, like your. <laughs> let me let me go get my uh, my Manila my card. Ca- let me get my Manila yeah. folder on uh, Emiliano Grio. Well, I've got a card catalog that I never show, and that shows me which folder is which. It's like the dentist office, you know, with all those Manila folders. Um, but I mean, that, hey, that's that's all that's all I've got. That's that's the that's the, all of the information that I have to give out about today. But I will answer any question you have. I, all right, I want to play a little game here. Okay, let's go. What are they going to shoot tomorrow? <laughs> This sounds like the stupidest game I've ever heard Rory, in my Rory. life. Uh, where is he at? Where is he's he at? one under. So what is a top 10? Top 10 right now is six under. He's one under. I'll say he shoots 66 tomorrow. He gets probably he probably makes his way up to like T15. Yeah, it won't be top 10, but it'll be right there. All right. Um, what, do you, what do you got Rory at? I, or am I, I just would, answering? I would love if he shot like 62. It's so great. 61. I What if he shoots 61 and doesn't win, but then it'll be eight months of, yeah. remember what Rory did on Sunday at St. George's? That's, that's actually what I really want to have. I want 61 and he doesn't win. Just, and he doesn't really flirt with it either. 61 would be nine, so that gets him to 10. It's like... So yeah, he... He wouldn't. It wouldn't matter. If that's the thing. It's that Ted Lasso line: the old lady in the bar that ho- hopes the thing that kills you the most, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Rory, Rory's totally just like there's always that hope that just deflates you the most. All right, Westy, does he break par? Or does he beat par? Uh, even, yeah. Or does he shoot par? Or does he end up over par? It's going to be even par. It's either going to be a hot start and a struggle on the back, or it'll be a struggle on the front, and he'll make some late birdies to shoot even. I'm with. I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, all right. I'll. Uh, I must say he's going to shoot 68. Really conquer par. Feel feel great. I will say this. Like I can't remember the last time Westy missed a cut of, at a major. I, I got to look right now. Let's see. I mean, because. <laughs> It, well, the, like it's kind of what you said though earlier about. I mean, Paul Casey's like yeah. this. I know you guys love to bag on Paul Casey, but the guy is the guy finishes machine. top 20, 20, 25 in every major championship. It's so wild, and it just goes back to the ball striking, right? It's just when you're an when you're an unbelievable iron player, you are going to make a lot of cuts in on tough golf courses. I think so. I don't know if you guys were talking about this. I don't remember who it was, but. 
it was before the week started about Colin Morikawa. And it's like, if the conditions are tough at an open championship, you should pick Colin Morikawa because he's the best iron player in the world. And when the conditions are tough and the winds are blowing, who better to conquer that than a guy that's great at irons? Yeah. So um, well, that's the I mean, Oh, uh, Westy, Westy missed the cut of the Masters this year. Remember, he shot a million in that opening round, uh, right? Uh. Short memory. I, I try, That's okay. That's, I try, you said you said it earlier. I don't remember anything. I try. I try to you know forget things that haunt me. I'm trying to be like Jack Nicklaus, who never remembered three putting. Right. Yeah, makes every putt on eighteen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's uh all right. Uh, now more serious. What's Dylan Fratelli shoot tomorrow? So Fratelli's at seven. He shot even today. Uh, I'll I'll say he shoots one under tomorrow. I think he gets to eight. Good top. Uh, you know they kept bagging on him. This being his first time there. Everybody forgot that he was in the mix at the Masters when when, he, when DJ won. Yeah, he was the November Masters. He was he was getting the absolute. He was right in the mix. God, I have such a good story, but I can't tell it about that uh, that moment too. By the way, I'd, I'll tell you offline though. <laughs> yeah, you're just teasing people. <laughs> but see, you, this is the podcast where for telling stories. <laughs> I know. I, I I would love to. One of these days. One of these days, I'll be able to spit it out on the pod. Scotty Scheffler. I mean, I think he probably, if there's a guy, I mean, if there's kind of a guy in there between Corey and Scotty, I, you know, I mean, those are the guys that ate, but, uh, you know, I, I think Scotty will make a little bit of a run playing with John Rahm. Let's say, I think Scotty shoots two, you know, gets to 10 as well. He'll be tied with Rory. Rahm? I, 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 I think Rahm, you know, I'm just going to get everybody at 10. Three under, he'll, he'll be at 10 as well. We're going to have the host of the best players ever at 10 under par. I can't believe you got Rory still earmarked a ton. That was great. Oh, yeah, she's six, 61. Uh, so, Rob, how about Rom? I just loved his comments. He was, he was so – and I, can I say this too? I loved his shirt. I love the, the palm trees on the shirt. It was perfect palm tree placement, I thought, on the shirt. Did you like Coke Crack shirt? I didn't see it. Is it was it was – it, was it, was it, it was uh, like this like floral pattern. What, who was wearing the one that looked like the sound check? Was that McKenzie, Corey? McKenzie Hughes. Was that Mackenzie Hughes? Alleged, yeah, DJ Pi had it. DJ Pi had a good tweet about that. Allegedly, the sound thing is the is the sound the waveform of a sound of uh, of the original Pink Putter. Oh, on it the the, it's a the pink, shirt he's it's wa- a pink shirt, and it's the sound. So if you recorded the sound of of uh, of a pink putter, that's what it would look like in like you know when you record your podcast, the waves. Does it make? Does the shirt make the sound? <laughs> no, but that's what it uh, represents. You okay, well, that's that's uh that's the game within what? the game with that shirt design. You know what? I love I love the people at Ping. I, I mean, obviously in Phoenix where I live for a long time. That, it might be a little too much time on your hands, guys. Let's uh, let's just you know let's be thinking. Let's think outside the box. I know you are thinking outside the box on the shirt, but maybe just slightly too much. And if you're gonna do that, I think the shirts to make the sound. It should have a little button on it, like a Christmas shirt that your grandmother would I'm wear. I'm gonna say you don't have to. You don't have to acknowledge this next statement. You can either wear a shirt that that's got the sound bar on it, or you can strap yourself to a pick and roll around in the mud. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're hoping to get that in the whole time. You just wanted just, to get that in the whole just time. Made me, you, when you're talking about equipment uh, company in Phoenix, it made me think of that. It's a good. It's fair. It's fair. It's, it's a little a little hard to look past. I agree with you. Um, all right. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, 
We got Connors. We'll go Connors. Uh, what's he shooting? So I, I think I think Connors I think Connors gets to eleven. I think Connors will shoot three and get to eleven. I I, I think. So when you're looking at these numbers, do you think are you looking kind of at thirteen or fourteen where you got to get? I I like fourteen. Okay, I think fourteen too. That was the number I'd written down earlier. Um, so for for me, that means Morikawa shoots three, um, and I just think I think Spieth shoots a couple. I mean, I just here's the thing though: they could set it up. It all depends on how they set it up. It all depends correct. on and that's how, the hard part about all this, how, right? How Marty Slumber slept last night, you know. <laughs> How 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 Mr. Sleeps took a took a snooze. Um, do you wake up on the right or the wrong side of the bed? Like, do you have a preference? Would you like to see something like we saw today? Exactly, exactly like today would be perfect. There was there's okay. I mean, you know you know Bobby Bobby Mack goes out there and shoots five under. He played unbelievable golf. We saw a couple rounds of four, but we saw guys get out to that hot start and come back to earth. And we saw some players that struggle make some birdies late. It wasn't like one side necessarily was way harder or way easier than the other side. It was just that certain hole locations, you had to be in the right position to attack them. And if you were in a bad position, it brought bogey into play. And that's what I love. I love when birdie and bogey are both into play. I don't need it. You know, like I always say, I hate when birdie isn't an option on 18, but I also hate when bogey isn't an option on 18. You know, sometimes when you get to 18, I, and, I, and I think about this with, remember when Jason Day made that eagle in that PGA Championship, and it seemed like there was going to be a playoff with Jimmy Walker, but Jimmy Walker had to make a bogey there, yeah. and it's a par five, and you go, well, he's not going to make a bogey. You know, it's just not going to happen, even though was, he kind of tried. I mean, when he missed that one, well, right. I want to see. I like when birdie and bogey are available on every hole. Yeah. That, that's when I think the major championship setups are the best. I, I think that's like the highest variance in scores. Like where where eagle and, and that's what people love about short par fours is where eagle and double bogey are are available. You know, like that's right. the thing that makes things. That's why fourteen so great, yeah. right? And I, I think that I I agree. Like this is uh yeah, fourteen's really cool. The uh. I uh, see him getting stuck in the Suez Canal was was great. His, I mean, his I, anchor was down. How about how about this? How about this? I don't I don't know if anybody brought this up. This is the second straight open at Royal St George's where somebody contention hit an iron out of bounds yeah. on the same hole. I mean, Dustin does it. You know, it's second shot out of bounds, and our boy UPS upcoming sponsorship hits it out of bounds off the tee, off a peg. That could be the most frustrating thing in all of golf is when you peg a long iron on a on a non par three and hit an awful golf shot. I think nothing anytime, drives me crazy. Anytime you hit a pull long iron and hit an awful one. Uh, off a tee, you're just like you just think to yourself, why? Why did I even? Should have just I should have just hit driver. I played <laughs> golf a couple. I had, I played golf a couple days ago and had a caddy, and we were kind of debating on this one hole. Do you hit driver up there, and and you know it's a tight spot, but do you give yourself a chance? And the rough's pretty thick, or do you hit five iron and keep it short of the bunker? And I hit five iron in the rough, and I'm walking up, and I just looked at him, and I was like, this is the this makes me want to die. Like this shot, that shot made me want to die, and I, and I still want to die as I'm walking. Um. All right, so you got Morikawa. You want you want set up like today. I I think I, I'd like to see maybe one or two more gettable hole locations. Okay. Um, on the on the back. On the back, but and I think I mean they're going to put it in the same spot they had it with the Bjorn bunker on sixteen, which is yep. a super cool pin. Um, 
But it would be cool. I, I liked that. I guess they already used the front bowl on 14, which uh, is a neat little pin that, that we saw yesterday. I like today's pin, too. You know, like everybody assumes that right pin is is a harder pin because it's close to the uh, OB, but everybody hits the left. So a left pin there is kind of cool because it really does test your, your you know, moxie. you gotta you got to take on the OB a little bit if you want to make birdie. Is the... Is the best case scenario for professional golf speed winning? Is that is that an easy answer? Well, I mean, Morikawa getting winning twice at age twenty four in consecutive years, yeah. And first first go round at both of them. Is this technically is this part of the super season? This isn't right because the PGA it wouldn't be twice in the super season. Because the PGA was part of last season. Well, right? no, 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 yeah, yeah. But this is a part of the super season. But the PGA last year <laughs> was, part, was not a part of the part super, of the super season. Is so. that right? I think that's right. I think the super season started after the PGA. <laughs> we cover we cover golf for a living. It's ne- neither of us have any clue. Um, it looks yeah, like sept- the biggest it, looks, it looks like se- it looks like September was when twenty twenty started. And that U.S. Open was in, and that Masters was in, but not the PGA. Um, Spieth is by far the biggest story. And then Morikawa, and then Louis. But I think for, like, the golf tragics, I just can't see Louis have his heart ripped out again. What does the United States need to do to get Louis citizenship so he can be on the Ryder Cup team? Would, Would... He's automatically the most likable player on the Ryder Cup team. <laughs> him or Spieth. It's, it's, it's like not even close. I, I, I was thinking, I was watching him swing today, you know, as we were, and you just watch the guy make moves, and it's just such an unbelievable golf swing. And I was just thinking it's a real big bummer I don't get to watch this for three days of the Ryder Cup, you know, because it, 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 he would just be the best for that. And I know he's obviously going to be on the President's Cup team and all that stuff, but just to have those types of names and players, you know, it kind of goes back to Ernie and VJ, like never having those guys on a Ryder Cup, you know, competition is just so tough because they're, the, they're just the best. And you think about the women's side of things and some of the some of the best in the world that can't play on the Solheim Cup. I... I I almost wish it was North, there was a North America versus the world type of competition. Or um, or the Olympics was like college golf. And just five five names? Five teams of five match drop play. the worst yeah. score? Yeah, I think that would be cool. I think as a I think as I think professionally you can't drop the bad score. I think if you did five you'd or have four. to play you'd have do to score all five. Or or you do five and you score all five. But I think pros can't it would be tough for me to, to allow a pro to drop a score. What you know about what I'm saying? teams of three? Three would be cool. Do th- teams of three, and then you got the three-man match play. I mean, I, I think any any of these types of format change things implemented in – I mean, even like you know the LPGA this week, you know, having those t- team competitions, when you turn it on, even if you're not invested in the players or you don't really know what's going on in the tournament, that the, the competition itself – brings interest alternate shot locks you in right away at least it does for me imagine if it was three man matches or th- or three women matches in the in the olympics and it was like you know final eight and belgium squared off against america and dietrich colsarts and peters beat like jt uh, Xander and Bryson, or whoever the four would be, which 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 could happen. I mean, that that's what's cool when you do, when you go back and look through some of these match play events, you know, throughout history. And, and I mean, I know it hadn't been going on forever in college, but you know, some of those teams that beat other teams on in, in the NCAA's like when Oregon, are not Oregon beat Illinois. The, 
Right. Not always the most talented bunch. It's just, you know, obviously things can, can shift and, and, and momentum can shift and everything. So, by the way, somehow we went from the Open Championship to how college golf formatting is the best. So uh, that's probably about the time. Hey, uh, real quick. We talk a lot of times before the big, these big NBA games. Who you got tonight? I, I'm I'm not as a Suns fan. I'm I'm not feeling incredibly confident. I just don't know what to expect from CP3. He just didn't look right in that last game. So if he's doing kind of the same stuff where it just doesn't look like things are, he doesn't look 100 percent healthy. I'm nervous. If CP3 can play in some Chris Paul, you know, 90 percent of Chris Paul, then I think the Suns could win it. But I, if the Suns don't win this, I'm I don't feel good about it at all. I mean, I know they'll be down three two, but I, I just feel like losing three straight. And and Gian, Giannis, did you watch the clip today Giannis had yeah. on social media? If people haven't watched it yet, I, I retweeted it, but the Bucks tweeted it out. It is we talked John Rahm and how he's become a, such a great quote. It is one of the more beautiful media moments you will ever run into from a from a star player, especially from somebody that's an MVP. It was just a, I thought it was such a great, great, great moment of perspective from one yeah. of the more famous. It's like the best life advice anybody anybody can exactly um the uh, i think that i think the sun if chris paul is somewhat healthy i think the suns win it close and uh if he's not who the heck knows i think the series has just been inching towards the bucks favor just with how everything's gone the turn i think the big thing's the turnovers like the the suns can't lose the turnovers because that's that's what seems to be kind of driving you know bucks are just getting so many more shots um but i would say uh i would uh i'm, I'm gonna probably lean towards the bucks but how many points does PJ Tucker score? Point over under point five points. <laughs> uh, does he have more points? Does he have more points or fouls tonight? Who has more points, PJ or Colin Morikawa? Um, I'll go. I think. I think he'll hit a corner three. So I'll give him three points. He uh, he'll. He'll go. More he'll points go. or fouls. <laughs> well, more fouls. He'll he'll go he'll go one one for four from three, and he'll score three points. He actually he'll score four points. I'll make a free throw. Jay Crowder, so I'll Jay go Crowder four. more flops or uh, threes. Has Jay Crowder hit anything but the net with every three he shoots? It's unbelievable. So I had this Kyle Korver take. By the way, we're really going down a hole here. I had this Kyle Korver take that I've never seen Kyle as unbelievable as a shooter of, as Kyle Korver is. I tell my buddies I've never seen him make a three live. Every time I'm watching a live game and Kyle Korver's in the game, he bricks an important three. And uh, Crowder, I've never seen him not hit the net. Every time he shoots a three, it's nothing but net. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm i sorry. I just got distracted. Uh, my guy, Nagels Bagels, c- completed the Photoshop of uh, Big John Thompson with the with the towel with the white towel and the yeah, basketball yeah. and the basketball in his hand. I'm gonna have to look at it. Did he just did he tweet it at you I'm, or did I'm he text to, it to about you? To retweet it. Okay, good. I'm excited about it. Um, I'm excited for tomorrow. Last uh, as as a an enormous golf and basketball fan, it's a little bittersweet this uh, this weekend the next. But I'm you know I'm I'm fired up for the Olympics. I'm gonna be calling a lot of the Olympics golf, both the men's and the women's. So everybody out there, make sure you're tuning into that. Yeah. Make sure are you're you watching on, golf. Are you on today. tomorrow morning? I'll be on tomorrow morning, um, and then uh, and then Damon and I'll be rocking and rolling on Monday to kind of recap all of it and do some. You know, we we've been we've been adjusting some of the highlights, of Andy. You know, going into Monday's show where we do we do deep dives on the first three rounds of the eventual winner and just find kind of big moments that we forgot. You know, big par saves. Mm-hmm. You know, shots out of out of the junk that they pull off, and then 
um, you know, we'll do an on the number, kind of focus on some of the players that made the cut and do some deeper dives into some more fun uh, highlight stuff. So watch our show as hey, well. I wholeheartedly, this is 100% authentic. I, I, your show's been awesome this week. It's been like a really joy to watch. Uh, I, I had it on a lot in the early lead up of the event, and I really enjoyed the stuff you guys were doing. So great job. Yeah, it was it was super fun. I mean, Jaime, you know, I, I love Jaime so much, but getting a chance to work with Jaime and Aaron, Aaron Oberholzer, just the mix of those two guys was uh, was a heck of a lot of fun. It was, you know, that some days, you know, you know how some days feel like work and some days don't. There was no feeling of work kind of sitting up on that desk talking to those guys for two hours. I probably could have gone five hours. It was just so much fun. I just love their perspective. I love Jaime's perspective. It's, I think he's as smart a, a, a golf person on our planet as you'll find. So it was, a, it was an honor. Yeah, it was an honor, honestly. You know, there's moments doing this TV thing where you just – can't believe it's happening and I know you run into these moments in your life a lot now too where people reach out to you or you meet somebody or have an interview or talk to them but those are those types of moments where you're sitting up there and you're like man I've been reading this dude for like mm-hmm. 25 years and I'm sitting here getting a chance to throw questions at him like how lucky am I so no it's been a, it's been a very cool week yeah it's super cool with like I I think and I mean I think that's like one of the neatest things is when you like me and you both obviously have played golf our whole lives read been golf nuts our whole lives it's like when you get to do things with people that like were, were part of bur- making that fire the golf fire in you burn you know when you're a young kid like Jaime it's it's so cool getting to meet him oh. just talk to him about all that you know it, it you just rifle questions at him like I, the, I saw him I met him at um at Kiowa and like one of the first things I asked him about was like, "Can you tell me about your old Thabble story? Like that you did, you did. They did the SI where like they sent him to Spain, and he had no. He sat there for like a week with no interview with old Thabble. He would go knock on his door every day. Well, I mean, it's just again, life life so different than kind of the life we know now, where you just you know you'd have to reach out to a to an agent's agent's agent and, and get that thing set up. And I mean, how how freeing it must have been to have that opportunity back then is is quite unbelievable. But he is he is one of the great humans in this business, and one of the and like you said, one of the smartest too. Yeah. All right. Um, this was awesome. We'll uh, have a great Sunday. Go, go. Elmo, Elmo Sunday. We'll both we'll both get into our Elmos and then rock and roll. You were you were watching it on the iPad. I was reading uh, P.S. for Potty to Henry. Kept shoving it in front of me. I could barely watch the open. I was just reading this freaking Potty book. He just points at every character in it and says Elmo, even if they're not Elmo. I had to call and reinforces. My wife's going to be at a, at a, a baby shower tomorrow. I had to call my my uh, my mom to come help. With baby duty tomorrow because I'm like this isn't gonna work on Sunday. Yeah, get, <laughs> no, no, no. My, my, it's funny. My my sister flies in tomorrow morning um, just to come up here and see us for a couple of days. She flies in tomorrow morning. I told Cindy, I go, it's not gonna be just on you for mm-hmm. five or six hours when you're. Do, no matter how deep into this golf and sports business you are, you still feel guilty. <laughs> yes. Just sitting on the couch watching There's, sports on TV. It, it doesn't matter how much you could say it's about work. You still feel like an asshole. Well, that, I think it's hard to understand. Like, I think sometimes like people like my in-laws came over yesterday. I just felt like such a schmuck because oh yeah, it's like I'm sorry. I like went down to the basement so I wasn't seen. Like you know, like I'm, I'm going. I just could be out of sight, out of mind here. 
Oh, I mean, I'm like, I mean, now with golf today on Mondays now, I mean, I'm writing down extensive notes on this like pages app throughout the week. So I have all my weird, goofy, zany thoughts in one place. And uh, I mean, I couldn't even, I, I, it's, it's work. But again, your work is watching TV. It feels so weird. That's, yeah, it's, it's like one of those days where I sometimes like, clamor for an office so it's like you know <laughs> and I, like, uh, I enjoy work, like, I, I enjoy it I'm sh- couch, you know I know I, I'm sure the people would be very excited for Brendan to return uh, I'm excited for tomorrow make sure you're watching uh, I'll be on early on golf channel so make sure you tune into that as hey, well thanks for coming on filling in and uh you know elevating our show to a professional level that we could only dream <laughs> yeah. of being at so uh, do, and will you before we go do you mind telling people what I did here what I did before we recorded you put your headphones on and you got your your professional mic out you know it might have been the gain might have been a little high i've been trying to do some some gerrymandering on my side if 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 he comes in hot early you know that's why but they that's won't right. no, nobody'll know that because this is the end and it should have ended 10 minutes ago cuz but okay. i'm not a pro so i don't end things well <laughs> bye andy bye <laughs>